family, my name is Andrew, one of the pastors here. I'd invite you to stand as I read our text for today, which is Psalm 100. Psalm 100, it's on page 500 in the Pew Bible. This is a psalm that the people of God would sing as they would gather corporately to worship Yahweh, their God and King, generations upon generations ago. Psalm 100, make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. Lord God, we thank you for this ancient song that your people have been singing and gathering around for centuries. Lord, thousands of years ago, this poem, this song was written and put into the Israelite book of songs known to us as the Psalms. And your people have been singing this, they've been quoting this, they've been reading this for centuries, passing it on from generation to generation. And so we sit underneath this this morning to be instructed as to who you are and and how we interact with you and, and how we gather in your name as a community. And we do it with a diverse community of people from all walks of life, from various continents, various languages, throughout the ages, claiming that the Lord is good and his steadfast love endures forever, and he is faithful from generation to generation. And so would you meet us here this morning, Lord Jesus, and help us to experience you in fresh, new, meaningful and life-changing ways. For your glory, for our good, and the advancement of your kingdom here on earth, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You may have a seat. Well, I'm sure all of you remember it perfectly. On uh, Labor Day Sunday, a few months ago, I preached the same psalm. You probably remember all six points perfectly, right? I didn't. I had to look it up to remind myself. I'm going to give you just a quick review of this psalm because it's so powerful and so important for us when we gather together as a community to be reminded of why we're doing this. This psalm gives us some direction for why we gather. Number one, we gather to shout. Verse one, it says, make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. And, And a joyful noise, it can be what Joel does on the drums here. It can be what Drew does on the bass here. It can be what Zach does on that six string guitar. It can be what Kurt did on the acoustic guitar. It's what Michael and Johanna did with their vocals. It's what you and I do as we sing along, regardless of your vocal range or ability. I have none. And when I gather with you to sing to the Lord, to shout, God hears it as joyful. This actually means, this, this joyful noise to the Lord, it means to, to give a shout. And, and we did this a couple months ago, but let's do it again. It means to shout out something about who God is, his name, his character, something that you're grateful for. So go ahead and just shout out something that comes to mind. Amen. Those of you who were like, were like I don't know what to say, that's just fine. <laughs> Everyone else carried you. This is what the church does when we gather We actually shout, we're to raise our voices, raise our instruments in praise to God. Number two, it says that we gather to serve the Lord with gladness. 
When we, when we come together, some of you are greeting people at the door, some are making coffee, some are setting up communion, some are running the slides and the sound, some are in kids' ministry rooms, some are on the worship team, some of you are just here receiving. But even in that, we are serving God together as a community. Some of that service happens to make the Sunday morning gathering happen. Some of it is as we scatter and go, the community of God, the people of God, the church, when we gather, we gather to serve. L-O-R-D, Yahweh, that's his name that's been given and revealed to us. And we do this with gladness. Thank you, church family, for being servants who serve God and one another with gladness. It says, come into his presence with singing, second part of verse 2. That's what we did this morning, right? Every week when we gather at Park Community Church, we sing. Because that is the tradition that the church has done for centuries, from generation to generation. Even the Old Testament people of God, before we knew who the Messiah was, before Jesus was revealed as our Savior, they would gather to sing praise to God. Worship team, thank you for leading us in singing. Congregation, you're part of the worship team. Thank you for singing. It's been amazing to me this fall to hear you sing and actually to experience you shouting like verse 1 says, like a couple months ago, as we preached this, it seemed like it was a little bit more regular and it seems like we've gotten tired the last month and a half, less shouting. So let's get back to it. Continue to engage the Lord with shouting and with noise and, and singing loudly regardless of your voice. We gather to know God, not just know about God. So we study the scriptures, yes, because we want to know about God. The, the, the scriptures reveal to us who God is and what God is like. The scriptures tell us the story of God from generation to generation. But knowing God is more than just mental assent or a head knowledge about who God is. It's an experiential knowledge. So the psalm says, know that Yahweh, he is God. Know that he is the God above all gods. And he's the one who made us. We are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. We're not in charge of our own lives. We're not in charge of our coming and our going. We have a shepherd, a good shepherd, who leads us through the valley of the shadow of death. Maybe that's where you feel that you're in this morning, the valley of the shadow of death. Like maybe Thanksgiving and the holiday season is a time of deeper depression and loneliness and highlighted anxiety and fear and family drama and trauma. I don't know what it is for you. Know that you have a good shepherd who leads you as you're in the valley of the shadow of death. But he's leading you through that towards green pastures and still waters. He knows you. He knows your name. It is he who made you. You are made in his image and likeness. You are a sheep in his pasture. And as a good shepherd, he provides for you. He protects you. He leads you. He guides you. He cares for you. It says, enter his gates with thanksgiving. And so we gather to, to give. Throughout the history of the people of God gathering, part of that is giving financially. Thank you so much for giving financially so the Cushmans can do the ministry that God has called them to do, to make Jesus known among the nations, the nations that have arrived here at our universities and campuses. 40 students on Tuesday at their house, building relationships hearing the story about Jesus, and then four students for a more intimate meal on Thursday. And they've got four boys, like their own boys. And then they're having other people into their home from different backgrounds, different cultures, different languages. Thank you for being poured out like a drink offering, Matt. And thank you, church family, for giving yourselves away to help 
giving food, giving money, giving resources so that they can do the ministry that they are called to do. When we gather, we give financially, we give sacrificially, we give our talents and our time. Those of you who show up early to brew coffee and, and break crackers to prep communion and put juice in cups and to greet people out the door, thank you for giving. Those of you who may not be on a Sunday morning team, but you're giving to people relationally outside of the Sunday morning gathering, thank you so much for giving. This is part of why the church exists. And when we gather together, we gather to give, to give what God has given us back to him in the service of others. So as we also gather to, to give our thanksgiving, to actually to open up our mouths and, and make proclamation of what we're grateful for, what we're thankful for. We enter his gates with thanksgiving. This is the posture that you and I ought to come to church with. Now, it doesn't mean that you have to pretend everything's great and put on a happy face. That's not what the psalm is getting after here, that you just fake it until you make it, right? Like, man, I feel really depressed, lonely, and sad, but I'm supposed to come with thanksgiving. No, no, you come posturing yourself in humility before God and trying to expand your understanding of who God is and what's going on and expand your perspective and find something to be thankful for regardless of what season you're in because there's always something to give thanks for. And when we gather, when we enter his gates, and, and, and remember, God doesn't reside in the building. We didn't like walk into his presence when we came in here. He resides in us. But when we gather together corporately and communally, his presence is multiplied. And, and so we enter his gates, this, this imagery of we've come together, the holy congregation, and we do this to give our thanks. We enter his courts with praise to give thanks to him and to bless his name. And then lastly, we gather to remember that Yahweh, he is good. There's a lot in life that tests our understanding or, or, or our, our uh, thinking about who God is. Man, if God is good, why did this happen? If God is good, why does he allow this? We all feel that in different seasons. And, and when we gather, it's to remind one another that regardless of what our conscience tells us, regardless of what the world tells us, regardless of what circumstances may challenge us with, God is good. He is steadfast in his love. It endures forever. His love doesn't run out. His love isn't conditional. His love is not based on our actions. His love flows from his action, from who he is. And his faithfulness from generation to generation to generation to generation. That's why you and I can sit here thousands of years after this was written and still read it. Because God is faithful from generation to generation to generation. Amen? And so this morning, what I want to do on this Thanksgiving weekend is uh, ha I'm gonna, we're going to have some of our worship team come up and actually uh, give us some testimony this morning. They're going to give some public thanks to who God is and, and what God has been doing. We get the privilege of hearing from these people, seeing them sing and play their instruments week in and week out, and we rarely get to hear their hearts for the Lord. And so we have four of our worship team members that are going to come up and, uh, and give a little thanks. Um, as they do that, Take 30 seconds, stand up, say hello to someone near you, make eye contact, and encourage one another. And you guys can come on up. The hot seat. 
sanctifying you one day after another. Am I on? Let's rein it back in. Thank you, church family. I say this every week, but we gather to experience one another, not just God. So thank you for experiencing one another. And I'm excited to experience time with you guys up here on stage. So why don't we go around, tell us who you are, how long you've been on the worship team, and your role on the worship team. My name is Michael Weezer. I've been coming to park for me, my wife, and my son, Odin, for three years. And my job, or my, my job on the team, my role on the team is court jester, uh, is, is a, a backup sing, backup vocals. <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> also lead vocal, like today. I'm Johanna Book. Um, I've been coming to park since 2019. Um, and I also do vocals on the worship team. And sometimes when Ben isn't here, I lead too, like I did today. But Yeah. Thanks. I'm not Ben, but yeah. Hi, I'm Stephanie. I've been coming to park with my husband and our three boys for two years. And our third boy just for one month. He was just born. Um, and I've been on the worship team since 2022, so I guess a year and a half, and I play piano and sing, and occasionally as well uh, lead uh, when Ben's not here. Um, hello, Park. I'm Roman. I'm here since uh, October 2022, more than a year almost, right? Okay. Uh, I'm singing, and to be honest, I'm not a professional musician right, like the rest of people here, <laughs> yeah. And... I experienced some issues with the rhythm, uh, but singing for God, it was all the time in my heart, and it's, I do love it. And I was uh, in the worship team in my home church as well, and we got their good solution. Uh, one of my friend, musician, uh, he's a professional musician guy, and he, he sat in front of Ra and conducted me like this. <laughs> It was perfect. Yeah, I do love it. Praise God. Uh, keep it there. And actually, tell, tell us where each of you are from. Where did you grow up? Um, I grew up in Russia, Siberia, coldest place in the world. Um, yeah, Minnesota is kind of a warm place for me. <laughs> yeah, I grew up in Vancouver, Canada, and it's not cold there. It's pretty, pretty rainy. So just to clear that up. I grew up in Wisconsin, but came to the better state, right? So yeah. <laughs> I've been here for, um, gosh, I've lived a few other places, but I've been here almost 20 years. Um, but I am a Packers fan. Sorry. <laughs> Don't cheer that. That's not okay. Um, uh, I grew up in Topeka, Kansas, where the people are cold. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I uh, grew up in Topeka, Kansas, uh, lived elsewhere, and uh, been here for nine years now. Awesome. Like, you can hang on to that. You don't need that. What? No. I, I got one on my face. Um, let's see. I threw myself off. What is my next? Oh, I wanted to say before we go on, uh, Pastor Ben, he is right over there. 
Thank you for assembling such an amazing team. Uh, the musicians that we have here, what God has blessed us with, you guys are awesome. Uh, ben and his wife, Jenny, lead so much of our music, but they've also got a great team so that they can like go to Wisconsin themselves. They were in the state this weekend and have some time off because incredible musicians like you. And I want you to know that all of our musicians at Park are members of the church. They're, you said you're not a professional musician. Neither are any of you. Correct. They're all here giving, like the psalm says. We gather to serve with glad hearts. So thank you so much for serving. We're so blessed by you guys and your skills, your voices, and your hearts. Um, it's just an incredible thing for me as a pastor to be a part of worshiping here with this church. We're actually like worshiping here because you guys are just people of God, and it he, his love radiates from you. So thank you. With that, uh, I, I'd love... Yeah, somebody... somebody agrees. <laughs> we planted that clapper back there. Uh, I'd love for all of you to share a favorite song or a lyric that we sing here at Parking. Kind of why, like how does that lyric or song stir your affections for Jesus? Uh, so I, when I was, when you sent us some, some of the questions, this one, uh, this song kept coming back to me. And I was like, don't say that song. People know that when you're up there, that, that song, you're going to sing that song and it's going to be loud. But I, the first time I heard this song, I was so convicted by it. And it just, it literally just clutched my heart. And it was the Holy Spirit that was saying, um, express. So um, it's Behold Him, the song Behold Him. And I might just keep it at that because the words in that first verse describing the, the vastness of God walking across the pages of time strike me so uh, in my core. And then it just says, behold him. Behold him. You know, who, the, um, the God of our universe. Uh, I, can, I can only be humbled. I, I, I can only be humbled like that from that song. I can only feel right-sized with my creator when I truly think about beholding who he is. So that one always gets me. That was beautiful. Thank you for sharing that, Michael. Um, I, I have two. Um, one is um, from King of Kings. It's the line, this gospel truth of old sh shall not kneel, shall not faint. Um, I grew up in the church, and at this point in my life, I feel like so many people around me are just walking away from the faith. Um, and there have been times where I've come in after spending a weekend with some of these folks and just be able to sing that line and remember that this gospel truth, um, kind of like you were saying, Andrew, like saints have been singing these songs, praising God through these psalms, these words um, from like ancient times. And it just reminds me like it is still strong. It does not kneel. It does not faint. It's, it's, it's the truth of old. Um, so I love that, that line. And then also the first verse of Dear Refuge of My Weary Soul, I... I had a time where I had to step away from worship team for a little bit because I was dealing with a cancer diagnosis. And this was one of the first songs I sang when I came back and I could barely get through it, just practicing it at home, but also barely here. But those lines are, dear refuge of my weary soul, on thee when sorrows rise, um, on thee when waves of trouble roll, my fainting hope relies. To thee I tell each rising grief, for thou alone can heal. Thy word can bring a sweet relief for every pain I feel. And I was experiencing waves of pain that were both physical and emotional during that time. And just to know that God 
was with me and and heard me and um, could bring sweet relief like nothing else in those moments to both types of pain was just really uh, powerful. Uh, the song Send Me by Jen Johnson was the one that came to my mind. Uh, the lyrics, when I'm standing in your glory, I'll be glad I chose to say, here I am, Lord, send me. It, every time I hear that song, every time I sing it, think of it, it really stirs my heart for Jesus, just as a reminder to live in the light of eternity for what Jesus has done for me. And as well, to be willing to be sent by God in, in whatever situation he puts me in. So, send me. Um, in general, I'm an evangelist. And I was thinking about this question last week. And I would say it should be my king forever. Um, this is a song of gratitude, a song of promise, a song of confessing my faith. Uh, for me, this song is about the greatest miracle that could have happened to me. Um, it's a song about the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Uh, when we sing this song, I deeply feel it inside, really deeply. Um, it's a reminder that it's done. God has done everything. And every time my life faces difficulties, I remember what God has done for me and raised my hand to him. That's what this song is about for me, and it's awesome. It's just it's powerful. You can keep it down there. Okay. Next question is, how has serving on the worship team helped you experience God's goodness? So we see in this psalm, and part of what we're doing here is trying to experience this psalm together corporately as it was written to be experienced. So this psalm tells us about God's goodness, right? Verse 5, it says, for the Lord is good. And then verse two, it says, serve the Lord with gladness. So somehow our serving of him and our experience of him being good, they, they work together. And so my question for you, and, and we can all think about this in our own lives, you know, as you serve God, how has that helped you to experience his goodness? But for you guys specifically on the worship team, as you serve God on the worship team, how has that helped you to experience God's goodness? Um, okay, Pastor, can I ask you open the text in the Bible, it's uh, Second Chronicles oh, chapter... Oh now he's going to test if I know where that is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a bookmark in that. Second, Second Chronicles. Chronicles chapter 20, uh, and it will be verses 20, 20 through 23. Okay, um, I would say when Israel wandered in the desert, there was a streak um, sequence all the time of who follow whom. And the tribe of Judah always went ahead. And we know that Judah translates uh, to praise. Um, so praise and worship should always go ahead. This is the best way to prepare one's hearts and enter into God's presence. Um, worship is one the one... Worship is the one of the most powerful weapons against the devil, heresy, for example, depression and despondency. As it is an excellent remedy against all uh, that is evil. One inspiring text is uh, is found in uh, Second Chronicles. Uh, we will read this 
uh, for now, which tells the story of uh, King Jehoshaphat, uh, where the Ammonites and Moabites, I would like to read this text. Uh, more, more precisely, I would uh, like to ask Pastor to read this text to avoid mistakes. Could you read this, please? Yeah, what are the verses again? Uh, verses 20, 23. 20 through 23. Okay. And they rose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And when they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, Judah and inhabitants of Israel. Believe in the Lord your God and you will be established. Believe his prophets and you will succeed. And when he had taken counsel with the people, he appointed those who were to sing to the Lord and praise him with holy attire as they went before the army and said, Give thanks to the Lord for his steadfast love endures forever. And when they began to sing and praise, the Lord set an ambush against the men of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah. So they were routed. For the men of Ammon and Moab rose against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, devoting them to destruction. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, they all helped to destroy one another. Uh, thank you, Pastor. This is a really great uh, example. It's For me, it's kind of compare of spiritual war. And when they began worship, to worship God and sing, the enemies started to flee. Uh, when we sing to God, enemies flee. Fort, fortresses crumble. Depression and fear dissipate. There is tremendous power hiding and worship, worshiping God. The most important thing is to approach it with the right posture of the heart. It, it's what it is. It's really important for me. Thank you, Roman. Wow, that's hard to follow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me think of the question again. Okay. Yeah, serving on the worship team helps me experience the goodness of God in many ways. I've been a part of a worship team for a, probably more than half my life, um, and I find that that is one of the ways I really experience um, God, being intentional and dwelling in his promises through uh, the music, through the lyrics, and through his scriptures really uh, helps me to see how good his promises are to us. And as well, it helps me to slow down and be more intentional in my life to see where God has already shown his goodness and where I can also be his goodness for other people. And right now, a uh, majority of that time is being good to my, my kids and showing God's kindness and his love and his graciousness and most of all, his goodness to them. So that's a, a good reminder when I'm on worship to slow down and be good for other people too. <laughs> um, for me, it's hearing all of you and, and seeing all of you. I know you, you know, see us worship up here, but we also see you. <laughs> um, and it, it is so encouraging. Um, I think of some of the times I've come in and felt low or lonely and suddenly seeing this whole congregation and just hearing the volume of your voices come at us swells my spirit and reminds me I'm not alone. And what a good gift of God to know we're not alone, not only with each other, 
Um, he's given us one another, but he's given us his spirit too. Um, and I have to say one of my all-time favorite things is when the band behind me, I can hear them singing. They're not mic'd, but they're singing their hearts out for Jesus. And I just, it's like my favorite thing. I have to second all of that. And, and that's, oh no. no. Um, experiencing the goodness of God through this worship team, period. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard for me not to feel very selfish when I'm up here and I get to sing with such an amazing group of people who are servants of the Most High. And I, I like physically shake when I have to be up, when, when I'm up here with them. Um, and then I remember that I'm welcome. And then I remember that I'm accepted. And I remember that I'm loved. And I remember that I'm redeemed. And I can't help but sing. I can't help but sing with them. I can't help but sing with you. And uh, I, I, will, I will go back to that. Nothing stirs my heart, maybe other than like 17 bagpipes, but that's another thing. <laughs> that's another thing. But nothing stirs my heart more than to hear God's people sing out to him. I mean, it is, it, it is a spiritual experience to be able to, to be in the midst of that. And I'm so grateful for it. Awesome. Thank you. How, has, how have relationships built through the church helped you walk with Jesus? This could be Park Community Church in specifically, or it could just be the capital C Church. We're not about building the kingdom of Park. We're about building the kingdom of God, and we believe that happens through the church. So any way that the church, whether it's this church specifically or just church in general, relationships built have helped you walk with Jesus? Um, I, I'm so, so grateful for this community. And I, I, so I guess I won't specifically say park, but I am, but, um, I the, mean, if you want to get paid, sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So park, yeah. uh, w- what I'm humbled by from this community of park is, uh, the, the realness that comes from the people that I get to be, uh, amongst and how it's helped my relationships is, taking down masks, taking down walls, saying, not bad words, saying, I'm done with that, or I'm not going to have that. I'm not going to give you my false sense of self. I'm going to give you my true sense of self, and it's not very pretty. Um, And people going, yeah, hey, what's up? It's good to see you. That has helped me grow in my true relationships with my brothers and sisters more than anything, more than uh, any other time in my life where I've thought, I need, if I want this relationship, then I need to make sure I give them what I think they need to see, right? And this church specifically, this community has told me, no, you don't. Welcome, loved, accepted, redeemed. Good to see you. And I'm so grateful for that. Amen, it's right. Um, this is such a big question. I, I've been mulling this over. I think... I think for me, it is uh, great spiritual mentors that I've had in my life who have been in various church communities that I've been part of, Um, people who demonstrated and showed me and modeled for me who Jesus is, what it's like to walk with Jesus, not just for a a few years, but for a long time. And one of my favorite things that I noticed and discovered when I came to Park um, was just the age of diversity of this congregation. There are people here who have been walking with Jesus for so long. And I remember being at uh, the Hope Women's Retreat 
um, that we had and playing games with some older women, older than me, excuse me, older than me. Um, and we, I just loved being in their presence and just even playing games, just hearing their heart for the Lord. It was so encouraging. So I love that. I've been part of church plants and things where I was the oldest believer in the group. And, um, it just, it's just been really wonderful. Um, and also I just echo what Michael was saying, just to be vulnerable in this church community and in the community group that I'm in, I feel like I can truly share anything without judgment, no matter where I'm at. Um, which is a change for me. My church tradition growing up was very like, be perfect. Don't show sin. Don't reveal anything about yourself that you're struggling with. Um, so that's just been really freeing as I've grown in my faith and grown in this community. So I'm just really grateful. And last thing I'll say is as a single person in the church, it's very, very hard to be single in the church. And this church community has welcomed me in every possible way. Um. I will say you stumped me with that question as well. And I also prepared uh, my answer to the question um, related to this church. So I'm going to share that that answer. <laughs> but I would say I would echo Johanna. Um, throughout my life, church has always been part of my life. And there have been amazing mentors and amazing people to look up to who are striving to be more like Christ and who show amazing self-control with with how they live life. And I think that really helps me with my walk with Christ. And I think that comes too with time and with relationship building. And I've only been part of this church for a couple of years. And, and I think being part of a small group has really helped um, in my specific walk with Christ in the last two years. My small group has, I think, seven families. So there's over 30 people in our group. So it's not small. We are all in young family stage so life is chaotic for all of us and and just being in a similar walk of life we're all able to share similar struggles and be open with each other but at the same time encourage each other and there's prayer and accountability too to show and raise our children in the way of the Lord so that has been very encouraging in my walk with Christ in the last two years um I would say I'm from a Christian family, and for a long time, Christianity uh, was for me like just culture. Uh, we have one idiom in Russian, it sounds like the, an apple never fall so far from apple tree. This is about parents uh, in generally and kids, because like parents and kids kind of same same behavior and everything and yeah it was like my parents Christian I'm Christian too that's okay but few few years ago I found that real life relationship with God and I started serving to God and you know um, relationship and society have a huge influence for uh, to everybody on us and um at all levels. Um, to stay on the right course, it is important to be in the right community. If you are alone, 99%, you will fall and it will be very difficult to rise. But together we are strong. We are a family and we grow together. Communication, relationship, helping each other and praying for each other, all help us grow. 
Um, it's very important to find two friends in the church. Personally, I grow through, I'm growing through relationships with the people and through serving to God. Serving in church is the most important aspect, especially for me, uh, of spiritual growth. Yeah, thank you. Um, so verse 4 says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. And so, uh, and then give thanks to him, bless his name. So I'd love to have each of you just give, give thanks to God. What's one thing that you're thankful for this morning? Give a public testimony of thanks. Um, okay, um, I'm so grateful to God for this church, for our pastor team, for serving here, um, for my family, for my son. Son is the greatest miracle this year <laughs> for me. Yeah, uh, I really great to God for guys you accepting us and really found here good friends because it was kind of super hard time to moving from Ukraine after war to here. It's new world, new language, new everything. You have to start everything since the beginning and it's really hard. Uh, but here we are and God moving us, God blessing us. Um, I'm glad to be here to serve God, singing God, be in the production team. Um, I'm also serving her now uh, in another ministry as well. And yeah, God is moving a lot and I'm grateful. And especially for salvations and for sacrifice on the cross. Real quickly, you're leaving tonight, correct? Yes. For, tell, tell us a little bit about where you're going tonight and what you're doing. Um, I'm a member of uh, one ministry. This ministry called uh, Shock the Darkness. And what we're doing, we're doing... We, we're preaching on the streets, but our specific, specified stuff, we're preaching especially in, like, I would say, like, darkness place around the U.S. It's, um, we're gathering a lot of homeless uh, people under the influence, um, crime people, or um, Halloween parties, demonic places, Mardi Gras, Burning Man, yes, and God moving. Um, uh, before Halloween party, um, before before Halloween, we were preaching in Colorado, and include Halloween uh, as well. We were preaching next to the clubs, um, and. 55 people received God there uh, as a word. It's a really great. Uh, God moving there. We saw a lot of miracles. Demons came out and um, people found healing right on the streets. Yeah, it was awesome. really great. And, and you're leaving tonight to go tonight where? Tonight to LA. LA uh, for how long? We, we'll preach there for a week Okay. Um, in LA and same places yep. too. So if you have a relationship with Roman and his wife, Tanya, and their son, Jeremiah, Tanya and Jeremiah will be home alone this week, right? So reach yeah. out to Tanya. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bring guys, her food. Yeah. Guys, it's, it's so hard for us. Uh, my wife, for example, she's, she doesn't have right now driving lessons, and she's staying home. I'm really worried about it. If you want to visit her, just let us know. Uh, it will be great, and it will be a huge help for us. Um, one thing that I am extra thankful for this Thanksgiving um, 
I'd echo Roman, uh, our son. Eli was born a month ago, so a special thanks for that. And one of three sons, so also the other two. Just being able to raise three sons in the church and doing so safely is something we're really thankful for. I think I'm thankful. I mean, it varies minute to minute sometimes what I'm thankful for. Um, in this particular moment, this is not what I was thought I was going to say, but I guess I'm just very grateful for God's spirit um, that we have the power of the living God living in our hearts and in our lives like he is truly always with us. Um, and that's something I don't always remember or think about from moment to moment. Um, but the moments that I do, uh, just that just banishes any fear, anxiety, loneliness. Um, and so I'm just, yeah, I'm just grateful we have a God who, kind of like the song said, nothing holds us back. There's no barrier. He's living within us. Um, we have direct access right now in this moment and every moment. So I'm grateful for that. Um, I really want to be grateful for my child. <laughs> Is he here? No, he's here next service. Okay, I can make get that, that joke. Out of this service. I can make that joke. Uh, no, but <laughs> <laughs> court jester. Um, uh, this is what I. But this is what I will say. He's beautiful. He's hilarious. We just celebrated his sixth birthday, and something that I was thinking about lately is um, how grateful I am that I am still learning, and I'm still able to be taught um, how to be a better father than I was yesterday, how to be a better father than I was when he was born, um, and even to be a better father than I thought I would be, you know? Um, so I am so grateful that God still comes down and speaks to my heart to say, patience is needed here, or um, humility is wanted there, you know? I'm so grateful for that, so that I can be a better dad. Amen. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> I so appreciate all of you sharing. It's good to get to know you. Well, I got to know your hearts a little bit over the years, but uh, it's so good for us corporately to do this together. As the psalm finishes out, it says, For the Lord is good, his steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. And so that last point there, we gather to remember. And every Sunday when we gather at Park, one of the ways that we remember is by taking communion. To remember God's faithfulness from generation to generation to generation, that God came in flesh, Jesus the Christ. He walked among us, lived a perfect life, lived the life that you and I are incapable of living. Um, also, he set an example for the life that you and I ought to strive to live out, right? It's not just like, oh, I can't do it, so I'm not even going to try. It's like, no, we're incapable of being perfect. So Jesus lived that perfect life. And then he said, this is what it looks like to follow me to walk with me. And so he lived the perfect life that we're incapable of living, but also the life that he desires for us to live. He shed his blood for the forgiveness of our sins. And so we gather to remember his faithfulness from generation to generation to generation. So I'm going to pray. And then, uh, and then you're welcome to come to the table. If you're new to Park Community Church, we celebrate communion every week to be reminded of who Jesus is and what he's done. And you're welcome to the table if you desire to walk with Jesus, to have a relationship with him. Uh, you don't have to be a member of our church or denomination. Uh, you don't have to know much other than be hungry for Jesus and for a relationship with him. You're welcome to the table. Let me pray. Thank you, team. 
Jesus, we thank you for who you are. We thank you that you lived the life that we're incapable of living and died as a sacrifice in our place on our behalf. That you gave yourself, that you shed your blood for the forgiveness of our sins. And then in doing that, you also set an example, said here's what it looks like to live a righteous life. So come to me. All those who are hungry and thirsty for righteousness, come to me, feast on me, feed on me, and I will give you new life. Jesus, you give us your righteousness. And so we are now people of righteousness. And so I pray that we would be filled on you even here and now in this moment, filled with thanks for who you are and what you've done, and that we would be transformed so that we could give your goodness away to others. For your glory, for our good, and the advancement of your gospel, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.